Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, guess what? Both of the Goth Ninjas are back today. I can't wait. But before we talk to Jody and David, it's that time at the beginning of the month when we lose a whole bunch of Patreon subscribers to both declines and cancellations. So your support right now is super important to make up for all that. So if you're into it, I urge you to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com and sign up for our $10 a month level to get both the Shadow Docket bonus show and our Friday after party show with me and Kimberly Johnson. In other words, if you choose to support the show for $10 a month, you're going to get access to the super secret Shadow Docket shows every Tuesday and Thursday on the Patreon page, plus the exclusive Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly. So don't miss out. Go to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Choose the After Party and Shadow Docket level, enter your information, and you're all set. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 9, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello there, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1023 of the Biden-Harris administration, 361 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska. That is my handle there. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And holy shit, they're both here today. Yeah. <laughs> Got an extra Walter in there to celebrate. Both I'm of the Goth Ninjas are Goth Ninjas roll call. Jody Hamilton, of course, is the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show. StephanieMiller.com, also Patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. And David Ferguson and his awful toe prince. They call me left foot now. <laughs> Music project is Astral Summer, Patreon.com slash Astral Summer. Oh, my God. So much to talk about, Goth Ninjas. And it makes me so happy that we're all here. It's like the whole family is back for Thanksgiving, and it's bringing a tear to my eye. So nice to have you. Can I say something really quick? Yes. Big, big thanks to everyone who's following my Patreon. Big, big thanks to anyone who bought anything off of my Amazon wish list and anyone who sent me money via Venmo or PayPal. You guys have made an awful situation more bearable 
Yeah. Surrounded by the luxuries. Because the things I put on my wish list, I was like, this so is something I'd never buy. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've got, like, super nice body wash. And, like, I just, I really, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, to, to be perfectly clear about what's going on, you're just, you're continuing to deal with excruciating pain and trying to manage that pain. And it's just yeah. absolutely miserable. And to the point now, where we were talking about this before the show, where it's actually less painful for you to stand up like you normally do for the show than it would be to sit down on a stool or in a chair, right? Right, because then my pulse starts beating. And, and uh, <laughs> it's like that. And it doesn't just stop with the injured toe. This is the crazy thing. Toes aren't smart like your fingers are. Like your fingers, <laughs> toes aren't you hurt smart. your finger in the dark, you know which finger it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But your toes just want to share the love. Right. So when it gets going like this, it's like the actual prince hurts, but also the nail bed of the big toe hurts. Oh the God. nail bed of the little toe hurts. The whole bar across my ball and my foot in the front is like purple and throbbing. And it's Jesus. Just, yeah, it's like it's, when Fred Flintstone would drop his bowling ball on his toe and it would just swell up and go thump, 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 thump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> yeah. I'm so um, sorry, man. This is absolutely miserable. And let it be a warning to everyone. Check under your beds for a goddamn toe monster. <laughs> I think yeah, that's gonna be, we're definitely. Gonna, we're going to start contributing to a national campaign to ban toe monsters from people's beds because you see the kind of trouble they When they cause. send them over from toe land, they're not sending their best. <laughs> right. It's just so bitey. They're sending thieves. Monsters. They're sending rapists. They're sending drug dealers. So did uh, either of you watch the debate last night? Because bad podcaster. Oh, no, wait. I did not. I did not watch They're it. not from Toland. They're from Toledo. <laughs> um. <laughs> that is awesome. Toledo. You know what? That might actually be the name of today's show. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the debate last night. I didn't watch it. I felt bad that I didn't watch it, but I didn't watch it. But, but you know, obviously with but social Trump media. Trump isn't even... Showing up to these things, is he? No, no. But it seems like... The entitled prick. Do either of you get the sense that the Republicans might be lurching slowly toward Nikki Haley? Yes, they are. Okay, good. Because I'm not the only one. I get the feeling that there may be a thing afoot. And I don't have anything solid to base this on. Nothing more about feet, Bob. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I get the sense that maybe they're taking sort of a side-eye glance at Nikki Haley. Like, okay, that was a nightmare on Tuesday. What do we do about that? Obviously, Trumpism may not be working for us. You know what? Screw that. They're not that self-aware. <laughs> I don't think they're doing that. No. They're going to continue to embrace Donald Trump. What am I talking about? What's wrong with I me? think the media is starting to move towards her. They, they, had, a, they had their love affair with Braun DeSantis, yeah. and they had their love affair with Ramasmarmi, mm-hmm. and now they're realizing that she is the only somewhat vi- – Chris Christie is the most viable as far as a general yeah. is concerned, yeah. um, but she's the second most viable as far as a general – because all those Republicans who voted for Joe Biden in 2020, uh-huh. if there's a Chris Christie or a Nikki Haley, yeah. they're going to go back to the Republican Party, I guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys not remember 2016 – 
The way it was like a merry-go-round. Yes, oh, yeah. Herman Cain is up and Herman Cain is down. (laughs) Right. You know, it was just. Yeah, everyone had. Round and round. Everyone had a turn. Couple of weeks in the spotlight, right? And it was just sort of a revolving door. Oh, look, it's Rick Santorum's turn or whatever. And then they would fall back and Trump would uh, seize upon that and his poll numbers would go up. And the rest of There are less people that he's running against this time. I think the reason that he won last time was because there were so many fucking people running. Had it just been him and Jeb Bush and maybe one other person, Mm. he would have never gotten the nomination. That's right. That's right. Mm. Well, this was, I think, the key moment from the debate last night with Vivek Ramaswamy. Is it Vivek? I think everyone's starting to say Vivek. Vivek. It's Vivek. It's Vivian. Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. And it's Ramasmarmy. Ramasmarmy. Taking on Nikki Haley about TikTok. Vivek Ramaswamy says TikTok in a weird way. Let's listen to this back and forth from the debate last night where Nikki Haley ended up calling Vivek Ramaswamy scum in the process. Mr. Ramaswamy, uh, we've talked about this. You campaign on TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? Well, I I, want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which was about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own... Isn't that weird the way he sounds like TikTok? It's almost like he's sounding like he's saying TikTok. TikTok. He's just still so excited about saying the word dick and getting away with it. (laughs) So you think he's actually trying to say TikTok? TikTok. (laughs) Well, it's like when you like you go to the drive-through and they're assholes to you, and you're Mm. like, "All right, fuck you very much." You know, yeah. Your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it, and that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer. Yeah, there is. You're just. Scum. Woo! Get him, Nikki. I wish she had Will Smithed him. Yeah. Take my daughter's name out of your mouth. She was actually trying to say that. And instead of mouth, she said voice for voice, some reason. Yeah. But same kind of thing. And I'm surprised. It's a good thing they confiscated everyone's tomatoes and heads of lettuce. <laughs> because Vivek would have received but all of that. But the soup is for my family. <laughs> God. Yeah, what an annoying guy. And if you are too annoying... For the people who love annoying people, I'm talking about MAGA just loves anyone who's annoying. But Vivek Ramaswamy is too annoying for those people. And Lawrence O'Donnell had a pretty good observation about him last night in the post-debate coverage. He said, you know what? He's not running for president. He's running for fame. Yep. And that's it. Most of those people are running for fame, clout, as I've been calling it. And it's really flagrant uh-huh. with Vivek and his... I don't even want to look at his... Has anyone seen his TikTok videos? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at his TikTok no. videos. You know, I think I saw one, and it was him doing some little stupid, trendy dance that everyone is doing. And I just wanted to throw up in my mouth. And I, I'm surprised. Yeah. At what point do you think he's going to drop out? Do you think he's ever going to have his couple of weeks in the sun, as we've been discussing? I don't think so. I think he already had them. Yeah, true. You're absolutely right about that. It was for about five minutes, two months Mm -hmm. ago, maybe. And that Mm -hmm. was, that was it. So, I mean, we got Mike Pence dropping out. Shocker. I mean, I still, dude, you were never going to get the nomination, let alone win. Right, right. Um, So it's, 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 uh, yeah, Vivek is, is, I mean, he's getting pilloried in the press right now. Yeah. But the one thing, I don't know if you guys noticed the uh, clip that's been floating around of Ron DeSantis during a commercial break walking across the stage with his lifts. 
And it, oh, yeah? Yeah. And it looks like he was wearing ice skates. That's how he was walking across the stage. You ever see people walking not on the ice, but just on regular flooring with ice skates? They kind of clump, clump, clump their way across. That's kind of how he's doing. Like he was stepping directly up and down like a machine because of the lifts in his shoes. It may have been lifts combined with heels causing his <laughs> strange gait. And we've seen it once before. I think there was another thing where it just looked really obvious with those cowboy boots that he's got lifts in there. But you know what? Ultimately, Donald Trump's been wearing lifts forever. And yeah. it's just not a thing anymore. It's like, for some reason, Donald Trump can get away with wearing lifts and those giant shoulder pads and, you know, the hair and the makeup and everything like that. That's the new abnormal. But uh, Ron DeSantis, oh, my God, he's wearing lifts. So I, I just think I think the lift gate situation should also include Donald Trump just because. Anyway, uh, uh, I think Trump has been doing it longer and is therefore more practiced at walking in them. That's and I think true. That's the problem with DeSantis is he's still trying to figure out how to negotiate him. But I'd love to see that video because it, you know, it'll bring back happy memories of Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we got to talk about Election Day from Tuesday. Um, that was fun. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been talking about on social media is this clip from the 1966 Batman TV series where Batman had run for mayor against the Penguin, and all the pollsters were saying, you're not going to win, Batman. Give it up. You're done. You're through. Your campaign's over. And Batman's like, no, I'm going to listen to the voters. I'm not going to listen to the polls. As timely as today's headlines. You were the only one who really had faith in the voters, Batman. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> we're all ashamed, Batman. While we were ready to desert the ship, you never lost your courage. You brought us safely through. I, I never would have believed that the polls could be wrong. There have been other <laughs> candidates who've trusted too much in the polls, Marilyn Seed. And they found out that it's the votes that count. Smart politicians trust the voters, not the polls. After all, if you can't trust the voters, whom can you trust? Yeah. Listen to Batman always. And we've all been talking about that exact same thing for a couple of days now. And yeah, I mean, I'll admit that at a certain point I was looking at those polls and I knew better. I shouldn't have taken any of them seriously, but I saw that poll from New York Times over the weekend, uh, the Siena poll. And I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. What the, what the goddamn hell is this? Because I knew, even though I didn't really believe the polls, I knew that some people believe the polls and there's like a monkey see, monkey do thing that happens a lot of times with voting mm -hmm. where you're like, well, eh, no one else thinks he's popular, so I'm not going to think he's popular either. And so that tends to pollute the minds of people who are only casually falling along with politics. And I call that Christgau syndrome. <laughs> you may remember record critic Robert Christgau. Yeah. Who could make you hate your favorite record if you weren't careful. <laughs> right. You'd love an album and you'd read his review of it and be like, huh, yeah. maybe it's not that good. Yeah, you well, know? that's the problem. I think that's the thing that we face irrespective of the veracity of the polls is that some people still believe the polls are accurate. And I'm not talking about those of us who pol follow politics all the time. I'm talking about casual observers, people who don't do this, who have lives outside of politics, unlike us. 
And so they take this stuff to heart, especially when they read pundits and they listen to cable news and so forth and, and certain voices on the Internet as well, of course, who are saying, oh, Joe Biden's doomed. He should drop out, blah, blah, blah. Guys like David Axelrod. And that has a contaminating effect on the minds of people. Well, I was just going to say there's an opposite thing that kicks into play in the last four or five week months before the election yeah. when we realize these are our only two choices. Yeah. You know, and people are like, yeah, yeah I may have some misgivings. This is what happened in 2020. Right, they were, right. They were all like, oh, he's too old. He's unpopular with the base. And then he won. Yeah, exactly. Well, And the same thing will happen this time. And I don't want to hear anybody who's like, oh, we've got these misgivings. It's like, well, where's your candidate, asshole? What I don't you know? understand is why certain pundits and pollsters keep whizzing on the electric fence. Because you know what you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to. Don't whiz on the electric fence. You're not supposed to do it. And, I learned that from yet. you, Bob. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, there have been so many elections from 2017 until right now where it's the same thing over and over again. It's Democrats in disarray. Democrats have a serious fill-in-the-blank problem that's going to prevent them from sweeping this election or doing well in this election. Then suddenly the Democrats do great. They overperform, and it's a blue wave. And then all the pollsters and pundits go right back to saying, well, the next election... Next election, well, the Democrats really are going to have a real problem. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and after the, the election results on Tuesday, I literally saw, some, I don't remember where it was, but somebody pointing out how this great win is still bad for Biden. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Cohn. It's, Nate- it's incredibly good for John McCain, though. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this goes back to like 2008, for God's sake. This is a thing that's been happening for years and years and years. It's the same cycle over and over again. And you know when it occurred to me? that it was the repeating of the same ridiculous false prognostications prior to an election is because I've posted that Batman clip before in reaction to an election. I've used that meme on a couple of different occasions prior to this election. And I realized, I was like, oh yeah, it does keep happening, doesn't it? Where they keep getting it wrong. They keep whizzing on the electric fence. Don't and- whiz on the electric fence. Yeah. And so it happened once again. The votes haven't even fully been counted yet, and already both Nate Cohn and Jonathan Chait have issued their hot takes saying that, well, this election notwithstanding, Joe Biden's still in trouble for next year. Once, I don't understand why. I don't understand either, <laughs> other than they really love taking out their penises and whizzing on the electric fence. Is it the part of it, I think, and, and no offense, Bob, but it's their white guyness. <laughs> You're not yeah. offending me. I understand that. It's just white straight guys, and it's just like they're only reluctantly part of the mommy black lady party. Yeah. You know, and they're always like, and they know that they'll be fine no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just like we've always got to bet against the Democrats because somehow they have perceived that Democrats have an unfair advantage, like, I don't know, having more people that believe in them than the Republicans do. Mm-hmm. And it's just this stupid game they play every single time. Part of it is the Fox News Overton window, yeah. you know, that's like dragging everything to the right. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, because I remember a couple of years ago, the big talking point was that, well, you know, the United States is a conservative nation. No, the fuck it isn't. No, no. 30% of Americans are brainwashed and have, like, I don't know, possum shit for brains. <laughs> that, like, you know, they believe whatever comes out of that 
fat reptile's mouth. Yeah. Because, again, I'm really having trouble seeing anything in Trump at this point other than, like, a puff-chinned, blank-eyed reptile. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we had more black women in newsrooms, more queer people in newsrooms, more women, period, running departments and being heads of editorial staffs, mm-hmm. I think we'd see much more accurate news and a lot more tongue baths for the I mean, a lot fewer lazy, luxurious tongue baths for Republican candidates. Yeah. Like fucking Vivek Ramaswamy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, make no mistake, I need these people to be accurate with their commentary when it comes to mm-hmm. politics. We all do. Uh, well, healthy- need, want. I think you're in a want. There, <laughs> yeah, I know, Bob. I know. But, I mean, a healthy democracy, <laughs> healthy democracy requires it. And we're missing that now. And what's ending up happening is, as I said, that this kind of nonsense goes viral. When Jonathan Chait writes something, people pay attention to Jonathan Chait, whether we like it or not. And when he writes something like this and says, well, you know, tries to wiggle out of the uh, conundrum of this past election by deflecting to the next election and the cycle starts all over again. And then people climb on board that. I mean, we've got an ongoing short term memory issue with American voters. And so that tends to be a thing. And the other thing is you get skewed information when the goal is more about adhering to a take, perpetuating a brand. You know, it's Jonathan Chait's brand to warn people about Joe Biden at this point. So he's going to keep walking into that propeller. He's going to keep effing that chicken, as they say, whizzing on the electric fence. Going to keep on doing it because that's the thing that brought him. That's like his take. That's his go dance with the one that brung him. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, but it's you know, it's like rock bands do it all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. they're like, I'm going to change my image, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But like, uh, I just, I can't imagine like, oh gosh, I've been really wrong a couple of elections in a row. Let me double down on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Pundits, pollsters, not the only ones whizzing on the electric fence all the time. The Republicans. Oh my God. Talk about getting the wrong idea coming out of this election. You think that they would take a look at something like the Ohio ballot measure one. Or the fact that Andy Bashir won so handily in Kentucky, picking up more votes in Trump districts than he won in 2019. That is a significant metric for the overall national mood when it comes to abortion, because Andy Bashir ran almost exclusively on opposing a near total ban on abortion. And so the support for him obviously translates to we're sick of the Republican demagoguery on this issue. We want to be able to make our own individual choices. In fact, there's a real opportunity here for the Democrats to be the party of individual choice when it comes to things like smoking pot or controlling your reproductive organs. You saw that that Rick Santorum quote, right? He's like, well, yeah, when you put sexy things on the ballot, like abortion and smoking pot. And I'm like, dude, those aren't. Yeah. Those are, that's policy. Yeah. You fucking, I almost use the R words. Oh, well, yeah. Forgive don't, me. Yeah. But like, no, uh, um, you know, I just like you fucking like two steps below an idiot is Rick yeah. Santorum who like lost his Senate seat after what? One term, two terms. Yeah. Because he was too extreme mm-hmm. for his district. But he just believes that like, first of all, abortion ain't sexy. 
No. You fucking piece of shit. Abortion is a medical. It's like saying, well, let's put something sexy like hernias on the ballot, you know, like or, yeah. or you know, impacted bowels. Like that's not sexy. <laughs> right. It's scary, yeah. in fact, yeah. to yeah. all people who can get pregnant. What do they want on the ballot then? Mm-hmm. Like public executions? Yeah. Or something? Or, <laughs> well, like, doesn't yeah. DeSantis want that on the border? Well, I, he does. I, I always thought the Republicans were happy to have abortion on the ballot, but and they still do. They, <laughs> they're still into it. They thought they were. Yeah, they thought they were. But you know what? They're still into it. And, and that's just the thing. They don't understand that their extremism on this and many other issues is what's turning away enough American voters to, I'm not saying all American voters, but enough American voters to swing elections significantly into the favor of the Democrats. And I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. Keep on whizzing on the electric fence, yeah, Keep fucking that chicken. Yeah, exactly right. And so, for example, Mike Huckabee, in reaction to the Tuesday election, says women are usually talked into having abortions. Like, just, I mean, the, the attempt to make women seem like they're just brutal, thoughtless sociopaths who can't make up their own minds about shit, and they need to be mansplained to by people like Mike Huckabee and Greg Gutfeld right. about their own reproductive I just, can we choices. Talk about Mike Huckabee for just a second. Yes, I just, I feel like he's gotten a pass. For being this sort of amiable, like, well, oh, he's yeah, a Republican, yeah. but he's a knight. But no, that guy is a fucking piece of shit. I mean, and who would be perfectly happy living during the Inquisition yeah. and, like, cutting people's thumbs off for not believing in God in the way <laughs> yeah. that he thinks they should. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, you know, I just, he's disgusting. His two male offspring are too sociopathic oh, yeah. to fucking run for office because they murdered a dog yeah. and nailed its corpse to a tree. Who, do- so- who the hell Ooh. does that? Other than absolute yeah. sociopaths, soulless monsters. Yeah, it's it, 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 and then you, the poor daughter. I mean, not poor Sarah. Nothing. I mean, yeah. but I, I don't know if you guys saw that like potted plant wrap holder thing she had on the other day. It's like yeah. this is what happens, folks, when you have no gay friends. Well, and you're in politics, you end up wearing things that look like the fabric for a hot air balloon. The good news is that <laughs> Arkansans are like, why did we vote for her again? What is this? Why? And they're everyone's backing away because she's immensely uh, unpopular right now and deservingly so. But you know who other? She has such a pleasant demeanor. As yeah. I've discussed before <laughs> from this podium many times, you're a fucking idiot. And I've made it real clear. It's like, no, honey. Yeah. That's not really a miscongeniality kind of thing. But. Well, you know who else illustrates the point I was making about mansplaining to women about abortion is uh, Greg Gutfeld, who was on The Five yesterday reacting to the consequences once again of Tuesday's election and talking about how women choose abortion because they're afraid of what he called transformational change which he ends up describing as being that changeover from uh, when you're just pregnant until you've had the baby and then you realize, oh, my God, I love this baby. And so he said women are afraid of that, afraid of embracing their baby. Let's listen to Greg Gutfeld here for a second, see if he makes any sense. It's a loss. It's a denial of transformational change. It's a decision for most people. I'm not talking about specifics, but for most people done out of fear. But we no longer have to pretend it's anything more than that. We don't have to have political discussions about rights. Abortion is based on a fear that is greater than the actual reality. And if you don't believe me, 
Talk to somebody who had a baby and then think about how they were before they had the baby. Okay, so he's essentially saying you shouldn't be afraid to have a baby, women, you stupid women, you women who want to murder babies. Even though in Texas, it kills you. You know, like, well, yeah, but, I mean, it's the highest maternal mortality rate in the quote unquote civilized world. So, yeah, but yeah. by all means, the thing you're actually afraid of is that you will turn into a mommy thing that you'll be like, I love my baby so much. It's all I can think about. What, what Greg Gutfeld is thinking of is a perfectly normal pregnancy, full term. The baby is born. The parents have enough money to be able to afford all the medical care and the bills that go along with that and all the expenses and the time that it takes to raise a child, etc. But that's not everybody. There are a lot he's of people. Not, no, no, no. He's a, not talking about that, Bob. What's that? He's talking about militant feminists are worried they won't be angry anymore if they have a baby. That's his thing. Is He's like they're worried that they will love okay. the baby. Yeah, yeah. Like So they have to kill it before it can bring out their natural womanness. <laughs> well, either way, essentially what he's doing here is lecturing women about why they should not have an abortion. Greg Gutfeld, the late night comedian on And poster child for abortion. (laughs) The fetal goblin is trying to tell women. (laughs) Because he does that all the time now. Yeah. I mean if you if you imagine what a goblin would look like as a fetus Oh, well, you don't have to imagine. All you gotta do is look at a picture of Greg Gutfeld. And he even has the GF in there. Gutfeld, goblin fetus. (laughs) Exactly. It works. I mean, Jody, when you hear Greg Gutfeld lecturing you about medical decisions that you would ostensibly have to make as a woman who is pregnant, I mean, doesn't that stir up an immense avalanche of resentment and anger? I just, um, (laughs) if I were in a room with that person and he said that to my fucking face, first off, I would laugh at him Uh because like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I'd be like, so you think that just because a woman is pregnant and has a baby that all of a sudden she's not going to be a badass motherfucker? Yeah. Look at Hillary fucking Clinton. Mm-hmm. Look at, I mean, there's so many women I could name that are badass motherfuckers that, that have children. Yeah. My mom, my dad's first wife had eight fucking kids and was a badass. So mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck that guy. Fuck anybody that thinks like him. Fuck them all. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I would like to quote your mom, actually, who, uh, you know, when she said, if men want to know what it's like to have a baby, take your lower lip, lip pull pull it out as far as it'll go, and pull it over your head to the back. And I would like to pose to Gutfeld whether he thinks that would change his worldview and might be a little frightening, you know? Can we do that? Can can Greg Gutfeld do that? Let's see if we can do do an experiment. His mouth is too small. (laughs) He's got little white guy pursed anus lips. Go ahead. No, I mean, the thing is, is it's like I chose not to have children. One of the things, it was very funny years ago. After your mom said that, you were like, no, I went, fuck that shit. No, um, (laughs) that doesn't sound fun at all. Uh, No, I mean, women obviously forget about that if they have more than one. But um, uh, when I had my first dog Mm -hmm. as an adult. Yeah. And he had to go. Didn't do a vaginal delivery, though. No, I did not. It, I, I did not. Um, <laughs> there was a C-section. Anyway, um, I was getting him neutered because I'm a good pet mother. Yes. And my vet at the time said he's going to have to spend two nights. Mm-hmm. And he had never spent a night away from me at that point. He was 18 months old. And I was like, 
okay, right? Mm-hmm. So I go home and I call my mom and I was telling her, I said, mom, I just want to spend the night with him while he's at the vet. Yeah. So he's not scared. She goes, oh, honey, you're such a mom. And it's like, I know I would be the worst mom because I'd be like the mom behind the bushes at kindergarten making sure my kid's okay. Yeah. I'd be the worst mother because I'd be overprotective and that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You'd be Shirley MacLaine in terms I would, of endearment. Oh, even worse. <laughs> you, oh, my God. No, I mean, yeah. I would be that. I would be the worst helicopter mom on the planet. And because, you know, this is somebody you care about. And, mm-hmm. and you, you've literally given everything for a good 10 months in your own body to birth this person. Yeah. And um, so for him to think that, first off, giving birth is a badass thing, mm-hmm. especially if you do it without an epidural. Try oh, that, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom used to teach, know. my mom used to teach Lamaze classes, mm-hmm. natural childbirth. I can't right. even And you imagine. still turned out this badly, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. No, I mean, I, any woman that doesn't get an epidural, because if you decide you don't want it, and then the doctor's like, you know, they keep coming in, go, are you sure? Because mm-hmm. there's a time limit on it. There you is a point it. of no return. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, if you gets too late, then you can't do it. So it's like, Ow. you sure you don't want that? You know, and then there's the whole episiotomy that you're probably going to need to Ooh. have happen. Oh, yeah. Um, you know and what? And various because, other things. Because of my shoulders, my mom had to have a lateral episiotomy. <gasps> Can you imagine? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <gasps> Yeah. No, it's not good <laughs> at the not, end at all. That was not fun for her. And and so, like, it's one of those oh things where... So you were already, like, a bruiser, like, <laughs> in, in the huge shoulders and, like... Giant, you know, giant head, giant bulbous head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you seen I mean, pictures of the shoulders that get you. Once the <laughs> yeah. shoulders are out, it's easy. But yeah. it's the shoulders because they're wider than anything else on your body. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, my it's like, how dare he think that just because you're pregnant and uh, is to go with Dan David's uh, positing um, that you're not going to be a badass. Fuck you. Yeah. Giving birth is badass. Yeah, that's exactly yes. that's exactly the perfect response to Greg Gutfeld, Jody. Absolutely right. Yeah, we're going to talk about. I'm going to uh, say though, Bob. Mm-hmm. Somebody was asking me the other night, like, how did you meet that? Because I have a friend who lives here who's become my first local. Listens to every episode. Wow, cool podcast listener. What's what's their name? What's your first her name? name is. I'm not sure if I can say her whole name on the air. Okay, just, well, don't, don't bother. I'll just say, I'll just say it's hi. Julie. Hi. Hi, Julie. Hi, hi, Nurse Julie. But Julie was like, How did you meet someone who lives far away? Because you were in California then, and I yeah. told her about that party in DC. And Oh, yeah. You know what? I was just how, talking like, to Kimberly about that. The 2006 CNN blogger party for the midterms election night where you and mm-hmm. I first met. And the reason I thought of that is because John Tester was on with Lawrence O'Donnell last night and I was like oh yeah that's he got elected the first time that night the night of the 2006 midterms and I remember seeing him get elected while we were all standing there in that bar in DC uh blogging and I had about the same it. haircut you remember <laughs> exactly exactly right and then we used to uh we'd go out front and smoke cigarettes that's how I think we we started talking at the time. Well, that's how you think we started talking. <laughs> I was inside with actually two thirds of a pack of cigarettes in my bag and like I was like, nobody told me that Bob Seska was as tall as a fucking tree <laughs> and so fine in person. So I was like, I'm going to go bum a cigarette off him. And Christy's like, you just bought cigarettes. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so I went out into the rain and I was like, hi, Bob Seska, do you have a cigarette? And that's how it all began. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, so much fun. we didn't talk for a long time. And then I got really unfairly fired from a blog whose name we shall not mention. On I remember. Show. Yep. And um, you sent me the sweetest note. 
Yeah. And um, I still have that in my Gmail. I found it by accident. I think I called you and like was, listen, listen, this is like one of the first times we communicated. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I remember yeah. that distinctly. In fact, I was also telling Kimberly about that, that whole thing about the website that cannot be named. It was so good in the in the beginning, but it's like the other website that shall not be named that I worked for. Yeah. Got a little taste of power, got a little taste of access, and we went from being punk rock, like, you know, yeah. Outside agitators to being like, you can't say anything bad about the campaign that we're, we're covertly supporting. And I'm like, well, what if I support the other person? Yeah. They're like, well, keep it to yourself. God, I wish I could name the website. <laughs> I just, uh, I will. Every time this it comes was up. Fire Dog Lake, folks. There it is. It was run by a woman named Jane Hampshire, who was yeah. an executive producer on that movie, um, uh, with natural born killers. Yeah. Yeah. And like nobody will speak to her now as far as I know because she made she shit the nest in so many different situations yeah. in so many different like corners of the web that she is now an out and out pariah and no longer blogs. Yeah, I remember she her whole thing, I think the last thing for her was she was into the kill the bill campaign. She wanted uh the Affordable Care Act to die. At the end of that, which year. is crazy, because that was like Hillary's plan right. when they introduced it, and when I criticized it on the blog, that's what got me fired. Yep, yep, I remember that distinctly, and I also remember someone else getting fired who was HIV positive who lost their health insurance too. And that's that was ridiculous, horrendous. Yeah. Oh, but she was like calling him to scream at him as they actually lowered his father's coffin into the ground. Oh God! He's like at his father's funeral, and he, his phone starts jumping out of his pocket. And he looks down, and it's Jane. And he's like, God, you fucking narcissist. Yeah. Whatever you. you got going on mm -hmm. can wait yeah. until we have at least finished my father's funeral. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just soulless. So, fuck her. Glad you failed. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, uh, speaking of soulless, we're going to talk about J.D. Vance here in a second. And one of the reasons why Republican turnout may have been so low on Tuesday. I have a possible explanation for that. And it's, it's as dumb as you might think it'll be. So we're going to talk okay. about that here coming up. Plus, uh, Tiny Trump mixed up President Xi and Kim Jong-un at his rally last night. We've got that audio, plus uh, Ivanka on the stand. And uh, some news that you may have not heard about Donald Trump and some trademarks that he owns in very suspicious locations. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more right after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business 
proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Played this before. This is uh, the great Sammy Garrett. Kind of a recent single. I don't know if this is her most recent single, but this is a this is one from the summer, I believe. This is also featuring the great Freak Bass. Can you tell? Yeah, it sounds like Freak Bass. Yeah, but this is uh, yeah, this is a, a, a solo single from Sammy Garrett. Sometimes she's working with Freak. Sometimes she's on her own. It's great no matter what. I need you to call me so I can figure out how you did that with the bass track, where it goes... If you listen in stereo, Mm -hmm. it goes all the way around your headphones. It ends back at the center again. It's so wicked. Yeah. I have been trying to duplicate that on this new song you guys haven't heard yet, and it's just bad. Yeah. So, like, I got to talk to that guy. Right. Link in the description, of course, to download this uh, track from Sammy Garrett. Get into your record collection. Go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 11-9-23. Click that link. Scroll on down, you find links to support all the independent bands here on the show today as I clap very loudly. All right, so let's talk about uh, J.D. Vance and the Republicans continuing to whiz on the electric fence. Having to do with abortion, like they just completely ignored what happened on Tuesday. and They're just going to keep plowing forward. Uh, J.D. Vance, in reaction to everything on Tuesday, said, we can't give in to the idea that the federal Congress... He says federal Congress, which is... Is it 1872? Yeah, I know. It's like, a, what's going on here? <laughs> right. The federal Congress has no role in the... We, okay, we can't give into the idea that the federal Congress has no role in this matter. Because if it doesn't, then the pro-life movement is basically not going to exist, I think, for the next couple of years. As a pro-life person, you may have to accept that one of the conclusions of last night, but not just last night, what is this? He said, the seventh referendum is not going in our direction. You have to accept that we have some real public opinion and persuasion work to do. J.D. Vance went on to say that he He sounds like that in Living Color character. It's like, well, we got to we got to imminentize the prophylactic use <laughs> yeah, of the law. A, like, uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be their big new superstar, but have you noticed that he's not really been around no. since he got elected because no. he's a yeah. fucking idiot? Well, he actually said he supports a national ban. 
with some exceptions, but still a national band. And of course, a national band. Yeah, but he had to say it in 600 words. Yeah, exactly. And I thought as I was reading that quote, am I misreading this? But it's exactly what he was saying, including <laughs> referring to Congress as the federal Congress. There is no state yeah. Congress. There is no county level there assemblies. Congress. There's state assemblies. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, yeah. The federal oh. Congress needs to eminentize its authority to obs- obsolesce. <laughs> the, you know, it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. You sound like you ate a thesaurus the wrong way around. Yeah, like. Yeah, and you know what? Speaking of this issue, you probably remember this clip from 2016. This is when uh, Chris Matthews was still relevant. And this is actually something that should be running around the clock on every TV channel. Donald Trump telling Chris Matthews in 2016 that he supports some kind of punishment for women who have abortions. Do you believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? Is a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. We got to keep playing that around the clock. Uh, I know Lincoln Project had posted it. This has to be the centerpiece of every ad, along with Donald Trump repeatedly saying, and which he will continue to repeat, that he was responsible for overturning Roe. He's talked about that at every rally. There's a ton of videotape of him doing that. Just excerpt that, put a new an ad, along with him saying there should be punishment for women who have abortions, and just get, run that around the clock. I mean, if, if they're going to do this, if they're going to constitutionally strip away a woman's right to choose then we better fucking use that to continue to electorally annihilate these people. Oh, I think well, women know. Women aren't as dumb as men when it comes to short-term memory and remembering who hurt them. Oh, no, you That's know the true, stereotype yeah. of a woman. We never forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just don't. Um, but the <laughs> thing is, 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 isn't there audio of Donald saying... I'm responsible for overturning Roe. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, he he's just he's just I, I I want him gone. Yeah, I know. I'm so yeah, I want him dead. So <laughs> <laughs> by natural causes, natural causes. Well, yeah. Well, now we're talking about that. Uh, once again, I thought of David's thing where he said, "Oh, that COVID clot is moving one step closer to his brain because <laughs> Tiny Trump, Tiny Trump escaped from his cigar box, escaped from his habit trail in the closet, and made his way to a." rally stage and confused President Xi with Kim Jong-un. Here we go. The press hates when I say they're smart. He said they were smart. Well, what am I supposed to say? They're stupid people? Kim Jong-un leads 1.4 billion people? Mm, no, that's no. Uh, no. that's wrong. There are 25 million people in North Korea, not 1.4 billion. There's more in California than <laughs> yeah. there are in the entire country of North Korea. So Tiny Trump confused. He, he meant to say President Xi, or maybe he didn't mean to say President Xi, and he's just deeply, deeply confused about it. Yeah, maybe uh, on some level Donald Trump is thinking, because Donald Trump is a racist buffoon, that, well, you know, all those Asians look alike. So, you know, Kim Jong-un, President (laughs) Xi, interchangeable. Mm. And he certainly can't remember complex numbers like 1.4 billion, but there it is. So, yeah, you know what? Or 33,000 square feet. (laughs) Right. But, you know, Joe Biden's old. Gas price (laughs) is $3 a gallon. Um, Speaking of Donald Trump, though, I think I have the answer to at least one of the reasons why turnout for MAGA Republicans was so low on Tuesday. I remembered, and this is something we've talked about on the show. You could say that Donald Trump is whizzing on his own electric fence. Did I say that was going to get a workout today? And there it is. Um, so it's getting a little sweaty. <laughs> 
Donald um, Trump has been telling his rally crowds not to vote. That's what I'm getting at here. So, for example, ooh, we turn to the Daily Be- we turn to the Daily Beast two years ago. I mean, the headline here says Trump tells Republicans not to vote in 2022 or 2024. And then we turn to uh, a more recent article that dropped uh, in October of this year. And it says Donald Trump tells supporters, don't worry about voting on Election Day. And he said to keep an eye, keep an eye on other voters. But he said, you don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes, he said. Mm-hmm. So, yes, please keep going, Donald Trump. You're doing great. Please keep telling your supporters not to turn out to vote because that's exactly what we'd love, right? Or maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those things where do I emphasize this or do I just let him keep talking? I just assume that Donald Trump and his people aren't listening to this show. Is that a yeah, fair I think assumption? It's pretty doubtful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to keep doing it. I think they're going to keep doing it. And by doing it, I mean not voting. Um, meantime, one of the big news stories come out of Tuesday night was, and this is related directly to Donald Trump. One of the Central Park Five, Yusef Salam, <laughs> is now a member of the New York City Council. <laughs> yeah. And those of you who don't remember, yeah, Donald Trump famously took out a full page ad in the New York mm-hmm. Times calling for the death penalty for the Central Park Five. It's Turned good. out, yeah, after DNA evidence emerged, they were all innocent. But Donald Trump has yet to apologize, retract, say anything to the Central Park Five. Like, God, I'm sorry I asked for you to be executed. But he's never going to do that because he thinks he's an alpha male who never apologizes for fucking anything. Meantime, Mark Levin, talking adenoid Mark Levin. Oh, you mean the guy that has a voice for mime? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He said, a truth about yesterday is off your election. One dark red Virginia has moved blue because immigrants and federal bureaucrats have flooded into Northern Virginia, which has changed the state politically. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop doing it. I know that's annoying. Very Actually, funny. you know what? It's not bad. I think it's okay. I like it. Uh, no, it's he said in Kentucky. Actually kind of spot on. <laughs> in Kentucky, Cameron lost not because Trump endorsed him as obsessively stupid Trump hater Chris Christie claims, but because he is a Mitch McConnell protege who was not a forceful advocate of conservative principles and Biden's failures. This should be a lesson for Republicans, i.e. rhinos have no winnable message. So, yeah, he's blaming McConnell, which is something Donald Trump did because Donald Trump didn't want to take responsibility for the fact that he endorsed Cameron for governor and Cameron, of course, lost. Good job, Donald. So um, and we'll end this uh, part of the discussion with some good news. Danica Rome has won and has become the first trans state senator in my home commonwealth of virginia and that sound you guys heard tuesday night that loud popping noise outside wasn't a sonic boom that was actually the sound of matt walsh's head exploding (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you know these guys have been around the clock screaming about trans people we've covered this extensively on the show and yet a trans person is now a member of the state Senate in Virginia, which is just wonderful news as far as representation goes and as a repudiation 
to this Republican demagoguery, this horrifying, dangerous Republican demagoguery. Demagoguery now that, to repeat something we discussed on Tuesday's show, is being um, proposed as part of this Project 2025 thing, where anyone who is openly trans on the street could be picked up for, like, lewd behavior or pornography. That's one of the things in Project 2025. This is one of the things that is, is an agenda item for a second Donald Trump term. On top of using the Insurrection Act to call up the military in order to arrest civil demonstrators. To arrest see, protesters. Aren't you dickheads supposed to be the freedom people? That's just it. Wasn't that all, you know, and it's like freedom they're, to be just like us, and that's all. They're giving up that ground, and I think we would do well to seize that ground the individual liberty ground. I think that's going to be a key. And obviously, issues like uh, recreational marijuana and abortion, in spite of what, how Rick Wilson termed it as being sexy, sexy issues, uh, the fact of the Santorum, matter is... Santorum, not Rick Wilson. Oh, Rick what did I say? Santorum. Rick Wilson? I meant Rick Santorum, yes, yes. So, yeah, in spite of Rick Santorum saying they're sexy issues, these are issues that will actually help Democrats win, thus securing democracy. And that's the main thing I'm we still going to take exception yeah. to his whole idea that, like, they are tricking people into voting. Yeah. Because, I mean, marijuana legalization, I don't know if you've looked at Colorado state coffers, but they are brimming. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like it's a huge moneymaker for state governments at a time when people are, like, urging people to pay less and less taxes. Yeah. So, and it, but also, like, abortion is not just a sexy topic. It's like people's lives are mm -hmm. at stake. Yeah. Women who are hemorrhaging, women who get ectopic pregnancies. Yeah. You know, when, and it's just like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, I mean— Obviously, it's Rick Santorum, who wouldn't know sexy if it fucking shoved an aluminum baseball bat up his backside. <laughs> but, like, I just, ugh, fucking frothy, cum-laden shithead. Sorry. Okay. As you were. <laughs> oh, God. Don't hold back, David. Yeah, um, please don't. So uh, the Minnesota Supreme Court has rejected an attempt to block Trump from the state's Republican primary ballot next year under the 14th Amendment. Now, that's just, I want to underscore, that's just the primary. And I think that is kind of a loophole. Like, yeah, I can see him being allowed to be on the primary ballot because that's not a, a contest to be president. If you win the primary in Minnesota, doesn't mean you become automatically a federal office holder. You just win the primary and you get those delegates and it goes to the convention and then they get added up. This is separate. But the justices did not rule on the merits of the 14th Amendment claim in terms of the actual general election, leaving open the possibility that he could still be blocked from the 2024 general election ballot. The court said it dismissed the case because the state's primary is, quote, an internal party election to serve internal party purposes, unquote, and election officials and courts don't have the authority to stop the Republican Party from offering Trump as a primary candidate. So there's still a gigantic opening here. And as I've been saying, I think one of the things that will be important in terms of this going to the Supreme Court eventually, because one of these lawsuits is going to go to the Supreme Court, they are going to weigh in on whether Donald Trump is eligible to be president. What will hinge that decision is whether he is convicted. And I know that's not in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, 
But I think, as I was saying on Tuesday, I think that that's going to be the main factor that the Supreme Court, the conservatives mainly on the Supreme Court, are going to use as an impetus to saying, no, you know what? Can't be on the ballot. He's been convicted of insurrection in D.C. and certainly in a secondary sense, Fulton County. So we still have that to uh, kind of look forward to. As I was saying on Tuesday, once again, the next year is going to be bonkers. Are, are you both prepared emotionally, County, mentally? Though, yeah. Well, I'm as prepared as I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. Can, you know, like yeah. same. constant pain and a cancer diagnosis. It's like, well, what else? I mean, bring it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it'll kill me. But, I mean, Phony Willis is like, she is playing the game right. Yeah. She is like, I will turn all of you into state's witnesses between now and trial date. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, how are you going to try all these defendants? She's like, oh, don't worry, girl. They won't <laughs> all be defendants by the time we get there. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> right. flipping like ducks in a shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to give props to my girl, Fawny. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we're going to take one last break here, and when we come back, a little bit about Ivanka's testimony the other day, then uh, Trump withholding more in- interesting, compromising information about his financial life. We're going to talk about that, too, plus... Dean Phillips needs to just sit down. Dean, come on, Dean. Dean, what are you you doing, Dean? Stop it, Dean. One last break. Back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. It's now when they're too late. Every little thing that you want to take is this way. Some amazing modern synth waves uh, from Dream Kid. A song called America. Yeah, are you listening to Dream Kid? You should be. You should be following him on social media too. And uh, he's got a brand new cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. He's got like a synth wave cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana that's out right now. But this is a different song. This is an original track. Again, called America. America! Yeah. That's right. Didn't Rudy Giuliani scream that? At he the, did. He went, America! Yeah. And the, you see the, the English teacher in my head that wants to go, United States. United <laughs> States. There's South America, Central America, North America, Latin America, yeah. United States. That's where we live, Rudy. Okay? Get it right. America! <laughs> that's the Despicable. name. Yeah, that's the name of the Dream Kid song. America! 
<laughs> okay, Ivanka couldn't recall anything. As uh, as I forecasted, as I forecasted uh, not too long ago, I said, "Yeah, those Trump kids, they're all going to get on the stand, and it's going to be I don't know, I don't know, I don't know." Well, she had an excuse. Did you see those halo- the highlights that she had? I mean, there's like highlights, and then there's like highlights. You know, like, it was like like I just think too much bleach, like like got leached into her scalp or something, and erased yeah, some files yeah. because I mean. I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, usually Ivanka seems to know at least, like, what the situation requires clothing-wise. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, she had, like, highlights, like a stripper. Yeah. And then a man's black suit, basically, you know, <laughs> like, tailored, uh, obviously, to, you know, fit her figure. But, I mean, she was, like, she looked like, I don't know, like a fucking, like, uh, catering manager. You know? <laughs> I, I just, I was like, what are you thinking, girl? Yeah, yeah. Letitia James said afterwards... She called uh, Trump cordial, disciplined, and controlled. Like the yeah, exact unlike opposite. her father. Or well, the after the yeah. fucking human meltdown with a dirty diaper she had to deal with in court <laughs> the other day. Yeah. I guess you have to call into question whether he even understands that he's already guilty and that Judge Engeron right. is going to decide his fate as to whether or not he's going to have to pay up as much as a quarter of a billion dollars and lose his business because of it. And yet he's still there flinging poop Arguing on the, the stand. Case. Yeah. Well, I th- honestly, it's th- none of that is for. It's not for the judge. Mm-hmm. It's not for the jury. It's yeah. not for. It's there is no all jury for Fox News and right. his followers. Yeah. Because you know the cameras were on when he was doing that shit. So. Well, he was I don't know. Well, they, I don't for th- more donations. Well, they, I don't think yeah. there. I don't think there are cameras. Are there? No, there are. I mean, people, there's reporters in there and they can take still photographs, yeah. I think, before mm. the proceedings begin and some video. Mm. But as soon as the proceedings begin, all you can do, I think they might be able to record audio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that they can transcribe it properly. But there's no cameras during any of the court proceedings themselves. I got some did of that Trump audio. Did know that? Because I yeah. don't think he did. I got, <laughs> I got some of that audio. You want to hear some of Donald Trump's tantrum on the stand the other day? Here we go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My apologies to Donald Duck. <laughs> that might as well have been him. Um, speaking of Donald Trump, he withheld the fact while he was president that he owns trademarks in both China and Russia. China. Trademarks. So obviously, gigantic conflict of interest. The guy who's constantly demonizing China mm-hmm. and going after Joe Biden. I mean, the whole Republican Party right now is trying to desperately link Joe Biden to China somehow, and they can't do it. They've got no evidence. Everything they say falls apart as soon as it gets, as soon as it drops. But Donald Trump's financial disclosures, uh, according to Business Insider, neglected to include hundreds of trademarks he owns, including over 100 trademarks in China and six in Russia. Yeah, until until China until after he left the office of the presidency. The hundreds of trademarks include the rights for business opportunities expected for someone with Trump's business record, like real estate, golf, beauty pageant, and hotel branding in dozens of countries. The list also includes more unexpected business opportunities for the former president, like video games, lash extensions. <laughs> 
Do, do you really want Trump eyelash extensions? Is that something no. you want to have close to your eyeballs? No. The Donald That's Trump brand. That's bizarre to me because he doesn't appear to actually have any eyelashes. <laughs> I agree. That's right. what gives him that, like, you know, Gila monster, like, reptile look in the yeah. eye. Yeah. Well, he looks like a buzzard. You saw the video of him <laughs> before he was testifying sitting in court, and he just looked with his beady eyes, that buzzard yapper of his. But, uh, yeah, so lash extensions, deodorant, Trump deodorant, and nautical instruments. Yes, please, by all means, do a uh, transatlantic boat trip with Donald Trump's nautical instruments on your They were your probably boat. what they were running on that submarine that went down to the Titanic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a Nintendo controller and some Trump brand nautical instruments. What could go wrong? Yeah, the guy who sold steaks in a Sharper Image mall store. He's also making nautical equipment that he needs trademarks for. But yeah, I mean, obviously the conflict of interest when it comes to Russia and China is obvious here. And so that's why they've got to make a big stink about allegations, unproven allegations of Joe Biden and relationship with China, even though they don't really exist at all. Um, and finally, Dean Phillips is going full rigged election. You know, I understand the idea Let's of... Let's explain to some people in our yeah. audience who the hell Dean Phillips is, because I didn't know until yesterday. Yeah, he's a member of Congress, I believe, I want to say from Minnesota, and he's uh, somewhat wealthy. And Wasn't yeah. he the guy that tried to lead the anti-Pelosi insurrection a couple of years ago? Or was that he might have been. Dean yeah, it could have been it. But worthless he's, somebody. But I think one of the reasons why people are talking about Dean Phillips is because one of his chief strategists is Steve Schmidt. Right. Uh, Steve Schmidt, who gets on cable news and does these heavy metal barn burner commentaries about the mm -hmm. dangers of Donald Trump and the danger he poses to democracy. And yet he's got this guy damaging Joe Biden mm -hmm. in the primaries, thus mm -hmm. making it more likely Donald Trump will win, not less likely. You right. know what I mean? I mean, obviously, he's not going to have that much. He got much like a major effect. gambling problem or something. Is that what's going on? <laughs> I, I don't know. Got like super crazy debts that because I mean, yeah, the billionaire hobby vanity candidate would be the guy to go to if you needed to pay off some debts real fast. But yeah. like, mm -hmm. no other reason can I see to endorse that dickhead. Right. Right. Well, here's what he tweeted. This was uh, yesterday. He said, "I have an apology to make to Bernie Sanders." I had long dismissed his complaints about the rigged Democratic primary system. But they you know were not what? Rigged. I know it's not rigged. And Bernie was wrong to say that because all he, he did was, was very wrong. That's an that's a great example of how you don't give ammunition to the other side. And Bernie gave mm -hmm. ammunition to Donald Trump. In fact, mm -hmm. it was a big pile, a stockpile of ammunition that Donald Trump mm -hmm. obviously exploited going into 2020 and coming out of 2020. But mm -hmm. and he continues by saying Dean Phillips says, "But you know what? He, meaning Bernie, was right." And I apologize, Bernie. Voter suppression, candidate suppression, and debate suppression. Oh, please. If you're among the majority of Democrats who wants change, please visit, I'm not going to say the website, and help us create. <laughs> please fit it. DeadTedKennedy.com. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. What are you guys doing? That's exactly what? what they did to Carter, you know? And we're like, oh, let's primary him yeah. with someone yeah. who's got no chance There's of Kennedy. winning, but who has unlimited money to mm -hmm. smear the incumbent so mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, Reagan could win. So right. thanks a lot. Yeah. Steve Schmidt, you can fucking 
uh, I would say blow me, but I got a better idea. Blow the tailpipe of my car. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, Dean Phillips, what you doing? What you doing? What, what you doing? <laughs> what you what doing? What you doing? <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? Anyway, so we got the Shadow Docket coming up next, by the way, in case you didn't know. Are you subscribed yet to our Patreon page? You got to do it. If you like the show, just go over there because, like, it's $5 a month. $5 a month. Yeah. And you get, on, to, kids. you get to keep listening. I mean, there's like 20 more minutes of stuff that we're going to talk about. And so if you want to keep track of the things that we're discussing on the show, you know, we may discuss something on the Shadow Docket coming up here that we may bring up again on the next free show. And, you'll and have, you won't know what the hell we're talking about. Exactly, exactly. right. So you got to keep track of all the things because sometimes I just, I won't stop and go, well, we talked about this last week and here's the setup from last week. I may just go, you know what? We talked about it on the Shadow Docket, and if you didn't hear it, you're out of luck. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what we really talk about on the Shadow, Do- Shadow Docket, folks? We talk about the intimate details of our sex lives. Always. That is actually kind of a thing. That's You're not making that up. We've done <laughs> no, that. Not. We've done we that done several that. times, yes. So if you're curious or titillated, and they're looking at our pictures right now going, well, Jody's fine, but those guys, <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the things Who we're cares gonna- what happens to them? Well, one of the things we're going to talk about is sex pest Steven Crowder admits, oh, that, God. admits that he never went down on his ex-wife. So that's, that's one of the things. Well, you know, it, he didn't outright say it, but he strongly suggested it. So we got that uh, bit of a clip there here. Gay. Uh, yeah, coming He's up. so gay. Yeah. He's like, I can deal with vaginas as long as they're like below the line of the cover as the lights are out and I can pretend that it's Dolph Lundgren. You know? <laughs> Well, I can only imagine face to face. I'm just like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I can only imagine where the conversation is going to lead talking about Steven Crowder and going down or not going down on his ex-wife. God help us all. Sex pest Steven Crowder. (laughs) We know not what we do, Lord. Please forgive us. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yes. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye bye. Bye. What you doing?